Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Every Thursday at 1.30, we hook up with Edmonton sporting icon. One of the, uh, he's, he's a guy that's got a great sense of humor, a fun guy, a little bit crazy once in a while. We welcome back to the show, George LaRock. Hi, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How's everything? You know what? Everything's good, and I know that uh, you reached out this morning, and uh, hey, everybody, like the last three days, George, the outpouring, and I know you've done a bunch of media hits elsewhere, and we do our thing on Thursday together, but just the outpouring of support and the celebration of uh, Joey Moss and and his past has just been spectacular, and I know you had some great memories with him over the years. You know, uh, I thought it was very important today to talk about it again because uh, it's so important to not honor him. When I was drafted by the Oilers, uh, I was introduced by him right from the get-go. Um, and then, you know, the bond with him was immediate. Because as you know me, Bob, I've always been a child in a man's body. And, you know, always joking around in the dressing room. And who was I joking around the most with? Joey. You know, Joey was there every moment. All my best moments in the NHL, he was there. When I got my hat check, who gave me a hug? Joey Moss. Every time I got into a fight and I went back to the dressing room and I sat there alone in pain, who was beside me tapping on my back to see if I was okay? Joy Moss. He was always there. And because of that, he was an icon, like part of this, uh, of this team. He was part of the team. And to be honest with you, we didn't even see the handicap anymore because he was just like one of us. He could do anything like all the other trainers. He was working in a room. He, just, he was just like one of the other guys. And, you know, when he sang for us, La Bamba, and he keeps, uh, he keeps seeing so much fun in the dressing room. And yeah. the most fun that I had with him, you know what it was, Bob? Wrestling. Joey was, yeah, Joey was the biggest wrestling fan. And I remember the guys in the room, we got him a wrestling belt that Joey would walk around the room with the belt sometimes probably on his shoulders. And sometimes I would challenge him for the belt. And because of my name, La Rock, they, they were calling me The Rock. Even, I don't know if you remember in Edmonton, when I scored for a while, they played the The Rock song. And then the WWE made us stop doing that because we didn't have the rights. But anyway, (laughs) I was The Rock when I was fighting Joey, and Joey would always beat me for the belt. And the guys would do a countdown one, two, three together. Guys around us, they were kind of like the ring, the ring that they were doing the the square around us while we were fighting. And sometimes I would, not very often, but I would actually beat him for the belt. And when I did, Joy would get so mad, and then he would have to wait for the next day to win his belt back. So it was awesome, like the games that I had with him. I used to pick him up in the air, and obviously I didn't throw him down hard <laughs> at all, not to hurt him. But, you know, I was one of the strongest guys to be able to do that. And we played around, all, playing along all the time. I've always had fun with him. And, Bob, for guys that had the job that I had, you know, having a guy like that around for me was helping me a lot because fighting, you fight with a lot of anxiety in your head and 
There's a lot of worrying about getting to a battle or a fight. And Joey, around the room, for me, was keep, keeping things so much lightly, like so much fun, so much laugh and, and smile that I would forget about the animal part that I would have to do the night coming to a game or the next night. You know, so that's why all those years having him around, it was so much fun. It was always special. And every time I went back to play against the others, went to see the trainers, the first one you'd want to see give a hug was always Joey Moss. So that's why today I think it's so important to honor him and not feeling sad because he lives so happily. And there's so many times I saw kids that had Down syndrome that came to the dressing room to see Joey because it was a symbol of hope, a symbol that if you want to achieve your dream, doesn't matter what handicap you have, you could achieve it because Joey has done it. And only today, because he's in paradise, that he could see the impact that he's had on other kids that had dreams to, to fulfill their dream like Joey did. Because Joey lived his life to the fullest. He was a happy man. We all loved him. He was a part of us. And we have to honor him. We have to honor him to put him in a banner in a Roger place and maybe even put a statue be beside Wayne Gretzky. So then when people, uh, kids, could still look up to him, go to the statue, look up into him and be, you know what, I want to be like Joey one day. I want to have the impact Joey has one day. Because you can. We, every dream is possible. But, you know, that's why Joey, like today, we, that's what we have to remember. West fans in Edmonton has not met Joey Moss. West fans in Edmonton has not been touched by listening to Joey Moss sing the national anthem and in all this game, sitting in his favorite spot behind the bench. All those moments for everyone was so special. And you know what? The Oilers is special like that. That's why I've always said Edmonton is the best community to play, to uh, best city to live on, because I knew a city like this would embrace anyone, accept anyone, the team, the fans, the people, everyone. And we all know it starts with a great one, Wayne Gretzky, that asked Glenn Sater, if Joey could have a job for life with the Oilers, even though he was gone. And, Wayne, uh, and, and Glenn said yes right away because this is how we are. This is how we do it in Edmonton. And people are so welcoming, and it's so awesome. And that's why, like, how can you not love this whole story behind it? From beginning to the end, it's perfect. I love it. And, and the people of today that don't know him, I have to know about his story. We have to talk about him. We have to honor him because that's what he deserves. Well, there was a sense of inclusiveness years before we used terms, George, like inclusivity. You know what I mean? Like, they were yeah. way ahead of their time in that regard. You mentioned the yeah. wrestling. Now, did he like to dress up as, did he have outfits or did he, like, was that part yeah. of the part of the shtick? Yeah. When we had time, and sometimes on a day off, and when we had time, we would plan it, then he did then you would have outfit or something special that people would bring or they would bring something different or a souvenir from WWE. So we would. It depends on how much time that we had because I would I wrestle with him way too much sometimes, you know, like because <laughs> I'm always joking around with him. But when we had time to really plan something with all the guys around so really so it could be really a long match, then we did. It was all the way down and, and you know, Joey's favorite move, it was the you know the Hulk Hogan when I put him to sleep. Yep. And he fakes like he's, a, he's asleep, and I lift his arm twice down, and it goes down, and the third time it goes up slowly, it goes up with strength, and then, yeah. he, and then he beats me. That was his favorite move. We did it all the time. And then at that time, you know, it's, it's his money move, so you got to let him do whatever he wants, right? So he would do the elbows, he would do all the stuff, and he'd bring me down, he would slam me, and I would go down, and, 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 he, and then he would get the belt, and he was so happy. He was so proud grabbing it after, like he was the... He was still 
the, the world champ. You know, he beat the heavyweight champ, and, and he was the best at it. And it was awesome because it became part of the routine. A time that we would come in and, and guys would have fun, would laugh about it. We have so much fun with that. And I'll never forget those moments. It's been so long. And those moments that were so special, that was awesome, that you live for, that you love for, and it makes you appreciate even more the community that you're in. Because you're right. You're right about one point you just said. Edmonton did that way before everyone. It was before the time that more and more teams are doing it now. But Edmonton yep. was the first to, to embrace uh, um, uh, other kids that had handicap to give them a chance. We did that, and other people followed through. The national anthem, we did that, and people followed through. We let the fans sing it, and the people followed through. We did everything first. That's why it's the best place to play and to live. And, and, and Joey, again, I'll never say it again. If you don't know about him, read about his story. Read what his Wayne has done for him, because Wayne is a tremendous human being. What he has done for him, to put him in, 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 with the team, and guaranteed he was going to be there for life. And another important thing to say, I have never seen once, ever once seen one player or one person making fun of him. Nobody even saw the handicap Joey had because he was just one of the boys. He was accepted by everyone. I saw many guys coming in and out of Edmonton while I was there for eight years, and I lived there for more than, than 12 years in Edmonton. Everybody embraced him like a brother. Whether you, you were in Edmonton for a game, you were there for a week, called up, called back down. Everybody knew the story about it, and everybody loved him, and he brought life to everybody in the dressing room, and it, it was just awesome to be part of it. You know, George, I find it interesting that you use the term anxiety in your role because you were the heavyweight champ, and I'm thinking to myself, if you had anxiety, imagine what the other guys were feeling. But the point you're making is that you didn't have, a, like, you know, you didn't really love fighting. Uh, you were really good at it, big, strong guy. But you, you had stress and pressure, and he helped He helped relieve some of that stress because he was such a fun guy. But, but think about it, though. When you get into a fight with a guy like Bugard that is 6'7", like 6'8", 275, like yes. time crosses your mind. You know, right. you worried because yeah. when I fought and you guys saw me that what I was smiling, the only reason I did that is psychological because when you get into a fight and you're smiling before the other guy is worried because you get him before it even starts. But doing that, it's all psychological, but there's tons of anxiety because you don't know what's going to happen. When you get into a fight with, with the adrenaline, you don't feel anything. You got into, you get into the battle. And then often when you're sitting in a penalty dance, you don't even know what happened during the fight. You're just looking at yourself. Am I okay? Am I bleeding? Am I sore? Is everything okay? It's fine. Perfect. But all that anxiety, that's why there's many guys that did the job, Bob, that they, they took alcohol, they took drugs to cope with anxiety. Because sure. It's the hardest. That's why they say fighting is the hardest, like hardest, hardest job in professional sports. So me, when I have a guy like Joey around, like what that does is the light he brings to the dressing room. When I joke around with him, I laugh with him. It, the, 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 the crazy thing I'm going to do at night, which going fighting like with someone the next day, I don't think about it. Now I'm having fun with Joey. I'm being a kid again, and I'm laughing, and I don't think about that part. Because it's so heavy every game in and out to think about the fact that you might have to go to war and what's going to happen. Because one of my biggest accomplishments in the NHL, Bob, is not the fact that I got a hat trick and, and, and all the stuff that happened. It's the fact that I was able to do this job for 13 years without getting hurt, without getting concussed, without getting knocked out, without suffering 
from the over 200 fights I had professionally. That was the biggest accomplishment because a lot of my brothers that did this were not that lucky in their career. But tribute to all that, to my career and everything that I had to go through, is because of Joey. Because there's a lot of moments when you do this job, Bob, you're alone. You're sitting alone in the dressing room while guys are talking about dinners and what they're going to do the next uh, tonight, where they're going to go hard, where they're going to have fun. I'm thinking about the guy I'm going to fight and what's going to happen. And I'm worried. But when Joy was there, it was so much easier having this job, having fun, laughing, and forget about it for a bit of moment before I'm going to war. So that's why, to me, it represented so much more than just the guy that was smiling and laughing. Like, when every time I fought, you know, when there's less than five minutes in a penalty bench, I would go back in the dressing room alone right. because you don't have to go back in a penalty bench because there's less than five minutes to go in the room. When I go in the room, who was sitting beside me? Who was there tapping on my back? Are you okay? It was him. When my body was sore, my fist, my whole body was sore, who was always there to make sure I was okay? It was him. When all the guys came after in the room, they were like, hey, George, good fight. You kill them and this and that. That's fine. It was all fun. But right away, the first moment, the first person that I saw when my jersey was full of blood of my opponent was never mine. When my jersey was ripped, it was Joey that was there, that was getting me another one. So that's why, for me, him, the bond that I had with him was so special. And you know what's crazy, too, is I was listening to Wayne on TSN the other day talking about Joey. He did a really good eight-and-a-half-minute tribute on Joey Moss. you got to listen to it. It's really very touching. I had tears in my eyes. He was talking about how much Joey loved wrestling with me and how much he loved wrestling with Dave Semenko, too. You know, so it shows you how much wrestle for him was so important. And he picked two, two, two really good top guys to wrestle with to show you how much Joey was not scared and how much fun that it was. But to listen from the great one, Bob, how much he loved wrestling and how he knows how much he loved doing it with me, you know how heartwarming it was for me to, to, to not just the fact that I enjoyed it, but to listen to the great one. That, that, that had the biggest and, 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 and strongest relationship with him, to know from him how much he loved it. So, you know, to, go, to know that it goes on each side, it was very touching this week for me. And, uh, and, and again, that's why I, I say it again, that it's so important to honor him, to, to honor the person that he was, the human being that he was, and how important he was for the, for the city, for the team, for everyone, for everyone that ever laced it up for the Oilers. And another thing I want to say, Sam Gagne on, on The Athletic, he wrote a unbelievable articles about Joy Moss, which I invite you guys to read also, that is unreal. Every testimonial for every former guy, uh, or, or guy, current players that are talking about him, is so important to read it, to understand the impact Joy has, so everybody could a bit, a bit feel it through your spine, down your spine, how special that he was and how, how important it is to honor him. George, you're bringing it today. Let me tell you, George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon. Joey Moss as an Edmonton sporting icon. I got to ask you this. I mean, George, you stand out a little bit in public. You're a huge man. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. visible. visible. Who, when, when you did advance with Joey, who is the bigger star for people, Joey or you? I, it, was, it was Joey, wasn't it? Yeah, it was by far. Uh, you know, and, you know, th th when you look at all that, you know, like it's everything's all for fun, but when you look at all that, me, you know the way that I am, right? My, I've always had bond with everybody that I played with, right? And uh, to me, it was always so important. But Joey, like th the fact that he was special, and then at the same time we became friends and we had fun and we pick on one another. Man, I was always joking around. You saw me 
Like, I hit you, Bob, in a practice. I body-checked you because I'm a kid. You know, I joke around. I make people laugh. And I body-checked you to make guys laugh because you were picking on the guys on the team sometimes and I was hitting you. So, you know, I, 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 I was... I had it coming to me, eh? Well, you know... In non-contact. But you know what? After I did that, Bob, we, me and you, that's, it's crazy because we became friends after that. You never ripped me again, and that's, that was the start of a strong relationship. Listen, you were ripping me for real on the radio after I, I hit you. You were so close. You came to my karaoke party. You won contest for the best singer. We were close. We were talking all the time. You came to the dressing room sometimes after practice, and we talked for hours after about hockey. I never did that with any other media. After there was you and Robin Brownlee that had a really strong, like, man friendship relationship that we've had after that hit. Like you've changed. Do you know how many people, George? Do you know how many people in Edmonton wish they could have seen that? Yes, <laughs> do you know how many? Know, do you know how many people in my household would have wished they could have seen that? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I can't believe that. I can't believe. First of all, there's two things I can't believe. I can't believe that I did that because it was so dangerous. Because I skated as hard as I can to body check you right on your chest, uh, open eye hit. So I can't believe I did that. And the second thing, I can't believe you got up and you skipped right after me and you wanted to go. That was unreal. How did you get up from that? I don't know, but it was sheer stupidity that I wanted to find out. So I wouldn't have gone well. But you know, because, no, no, Bob, because I wasn't around, I would expect you to jump me and, and hit me and I was going to let you do whatever you wanted <laughs> because I deserved this. I deserved it. You think I was going to, after I hit you, I was gonna, if you dropped the guy, I was going to go with you and hurt you again? No. I was going to take a lump or two and just tie you down and I deserved it. I deserved to take a punch from you uh, after I hit you like was... that because it was just for fun, but I, I think I went way too hard at you. And, you know, we talked about it for years. We still remember, like, it was yesterday. It was that, uh, I was that Rick in the south side there. And, uh, but, yeah, you got up. You Kinsman Arena. Kinsman Arena. Yeah, you showed everyone at Kinsman that you weren't afraid, you weren't going to be intimidated, and you came back. You were a trooper, man. I only flew about 18 feet in the air, George, so uh, <laughs> total, total yard sale on the hit. Did you play awesome. again? Did you play again after that? Uh, no, I retired permanently. <laughs> no, uh, and and many who saw me play before then said I didn't play at all before then as well. George, awesome stuff on Joey Moss. I, I'm, we're getting a tremendous response from the listeners to the show. Let's keep this thing going, okay? We'll hook up next Thursday. How does that sound? Awesome, brother. Anytime. All right, that is Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton and owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options. Uh... For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. There was, so Wayne mentioned Dave Semenko and George LaRock as guys that uh, Joey used to wrestle with. He used to wrestle with another fellow who had a real big day on this date in Oilers history back in 2009, back in the 630 Chet Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Let me flip to the page. I know we're talking about Dustin Penner, and that's because the Oilers on this day in 09 built up a 4 nothing lead and held on to beat Ken Hall and stacked up Detroit Red Wings team 6-5. to Penner had a goal and three assists. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Chris and Wes, uh, White, uh, Dustin Penner, by the way, very underrated player. Uh, and a real sense of humor. Uh, Chris in Whitecourt has to say, I'm not an emotional guy, but wow, this is touching regarding uh, George's appearance on the show today. Uh, and again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Well, Fear of the Finn out of... Uh, He's big San Jose Sharks fan, says, Bob, uh, just sorry, George, but Vancouver were the first team where the anthem singer held the microphone up to the crowd. Uh, Paul Orio did that in 2006. Edmonton was the first city that had the Heritage Classic. Remember how crazy everybody thought that the Oilers were going to have an outdoor game? The league has followed suit multiple times. Bob, if you read one article about Joey Moss, read the one by Sam Gagne. In the Players' Tribune, it's incredible. Yes, uh, we've referenced that. Brendan uh, will retweet uh, that out on the Oilers Now account as well. So, uh, yeah, I love having uh, George on the show. Lots of energy. Um, <laughs> you, you go out and skate with a bunch of guys, some of whom are still pros, and you're thinking it's non-contact, and suddenly you get decked. The only time you actually skated more than three feet with a puck it was a little bit of a surprise, to say the least. Uh, maybe 15 feet, not 18 feet in the air on the hit. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to have Sportsnet's Mark Spector for our friends at the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta. The last day of thoroughbred racing is Sunday. Fan access is still limited, but you can watch and wager at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta, employing Albertans, contributing to the economy, and caring for the horses. Speck will join us at 1230. Gene Principe at 105 from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. My play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network at 135 tomorrow. Uh, what do we got shaking here? Uh, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight from 6 to 8, and he is doing a bit of a tribute show. Is that right, Mr. Escott? Well, we'll go down the list here. You're going to hear from former Oilers defenseman, current president of the Hamilton Bulldogs of the OHL, Steve Steos. You can hear from play-by-play voice for Hockey Night Punjabi on NHL, Hockey on Rogers, uh, Harna Ryan Singh. And we will say farewell to 630 Ched's uh, director of talk and talent, the original host, of inside sports tonight said smith all right uh yeah looking forward to that uh, again uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow uh, special thanks to our uh, terrific list of guests today uh, louis debrusque from nhl hockey and rogers longtime nhl executive for the canadian power pack brian burke from nhl hockey and rogers and always bringing the energy the one and only george larock up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Afternoons with Jayla and I. Have a terrific Thursday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.